<clears throat> I've got some interesting facts for you if you want to hear them. Yes, go on. Did you know that otters, when they fall asleep, hold each other's hands so they don't float away uh, from each other? Oh, isn't that lovely? Yeah, and I listened to our last podcast. Me and you, or you and I, depending on the English, yes. we are otters. We are, aren't we? Because whenever we fall asleep... We don't hold hands when we fall asleep, but we hold hands as our ritual, as we said before. So we're otters. Just look, you are, I just want to let you know before we start the podcast, yeah. okay? You are my otter. Oh, isn't that nice? ESPN, Head in the Game. Hello, this is Head in the Game, your inside story to one of the week's major sporting events. I'm Jamie Lang, and every single week we get the lowdown from an array of different guests who will attempt to enlighten us with their expertise. This week it's the USA's biggest event of the year. Now, it is, of course, the Super Bowl, which takes place this Sunday in Atlanta between the LA Rams and the New England Patriots. Now, as ever, alongside me is my friend, writer and comedian, well, it says that here, uh, Alex Lowe. Hello there. Does it actually say that on your passport? It probably says actor on my passport, but I am a sort of comedian. I do a bit of stand-up and all that sort of thing. Tell us a joke. Oh. <laughs> um, well, I was just coming here today. I was just at that area. You know where Regent Street meets Shaftesbury Avenue? Mm-hmm. Oh, it's so busy. It's like Piccadilly Circus down there. da da ba da 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 for any friends listening outside of London, that is Piccadilly Circus. Was that your joke? I've... Never mind. Uh, right, let's get back to the reason why we are here. And, of course, it's the Super Bowl, Alex. And we are joined by ESPN's Kevin Seifert in Minnesota. Kevin, are you there? I sure am. How are you all? Oh, buddy, thank you so much. What time is it where you are? Oh, it's about noontime. Uh, what is the weather like? Uh, we are looking at snow. Well, I guarantee your view is better than mine. That's all I'm going to say. I'm looking at Mr. Alex Lowe right now. <laughs> <laughs> I'll take your word on that one. <laughs> Thank you. Charmed. Uh, right, uh, Kevin, we have a few questions uh, for you. Can you sum up how massive the Super Bowl is in America? The Super Bowl is probably... Well, first of all, it's it, it's it's a national holiday. It's not issued by the government, but it is a national holiday in the sense that no one is doing anything but sitting on their couch uh, or in a party somewhere or at a bar and watching the Super Bowl. It is one of the very few things in American culture that draws people from every different walk of life, uh, all genders, all ages, all people from all over the, uh, the, the country doing the same thing at the same time. So, um, it's Alex here. The, the LA Rams against the New England Patriots. That's, that's a surprise final, isn't it? It's not, it's, it's unexpected, those two in the final. Yeah, usually, um, at least in the past five years, the home team in the two championship games that fit into the Super Bowl, um, the home team always wins. So most people thought that the Saints who were at home against the Rams yeah. and the, uh, the Chiefs who were at home against the Patriots w- would win those games. And so, while the Rams and the Patriots both had very good seasons, uh, I think they were neither one of them were favored to win the game. So in that sense, it is a surprise. They are two excellent teams, but uh, not they weren't the favorites to win the games to advance to the Super Bowl. So that that, that makes it more exciting, doesn't it? Yeah, I think it, it is. It's definitely exciting in America in terms of the Rams because they were a team that three years ago were one of the worst teams in the league, and they hired a new coach, uh, Sean McVay, the youngest coach in NFL history, and have really turned it around in a very exciting way. The Patriots have been in the Super Bowl pretty much every year in the history of the country, it feels like. I can, uh, I can, not- tell, I can give you a stat there, Kevin. They've been in the playoffs 
eight or nine years <laughs> in a row. Yeah, they've they've uh, they've made the championship game uh, every year uh, in that span as well. They haven't always made the Super Bowl, but oh, my, they my, are. My, they're all wrong. <laughs> they're all wrong. I don't know yeah. why I try to jump in there. <laughs> no, no, no. All good. So, so the LA Rams are the underdogs in this. They're not the favorites. Uh, that is that is the early line. That's right. Yeah, I think I can speak on behalf of the whole of Britain that we will want the LA Rams to win. As no, we are. no, we no. like the underdogs. No, hey, listen, I I completely go against you. I love I love the Patriots. I love Tom Brady. I love Tom Brady because he is not only a fantastic sportsman. He's got Kevin. He's got everything. He's got the looks. He's got the family. He's got the sporting ability. They call him the goat, Alex. Do you know what that stands for? What? Greatest of all time. Isn't that right, Kevin? <laughs> that is what it stands for, and they do uh, call him that. He is, you know, there's been a long history of great quarterbacks in the NFL that he's sort of been jockeying about, but the craziest thing about him is that he's 42 years old. You know, he's at an age where um, most NFL players have been retired for five or ten years, and he it's not as if he's playing a position where he never gets hit, you know. It, he gets hit. He's gotten hit a lot in his career. Um, has very rarely been injured. Uh, has, has an extraordinary workout and diet regimen, and is really in an unprecedented spot in terms of the level he's playing at and at the age he's playing at. What makes him so good? What is it? Yes, you can say like training and natural ability, but what is it that makes him? Is it decision making? Is it his uh, read of the game? What is it? Well, what a lot of people will tell you is that playing quarterback in the NFL in in, in American football takes years and to be really get really good at it. Unless you are just such a great athlete that you can just overcome everybody with your raw athleticism, it takes years and years and years of studying the game, playing in the game, um, experiencing all the possibilities, and knowing you know what is the correct decision and and what isn't. And a lot of times when, when quarterbacks get to that point, their bodies, they're old enough that their bodies are starting to give out. So they're starting to lose some athleticism. What he has achieved is maintaining, a, a, you know, he was never the greatest athlete or had the strongest arm or anything like that, but he has maintained his athletic ability while every year adding on layers and layers of knowledge about the game. And he's basically at the point where there is nothing that an NFL defense can do that he hasn't seen before and he doesn't already have committed to memory how to respond to it and how to decide what where to throw or what play to call. You know, a lot of quarterbacks could have gotten to that spot mentally, but physically their bodies gave out long before they were able to get there. Um, and so that really, to me, is the key to why Tom Brady is the GOAT, as you said, is that he has been able to just experience everything you could possibly experience in this game and through study and just through repetition, uh, you know, know what to do in all of those situations. Uh, just, I want to let uh, Alex Lowe know very quickly. Alex, in American football, they uh, throw it forwards, just so you know that. Because <laughs> <laughs> I don't think he, he realised that. I was just waiting for a comment about being an old goat or something, but it doesn't matter. I was, I was going to say that I you, knew you were. Re- I was going to say, you would have retired about 20 years ago. <laughs> the, the moment's gone. Let's not keep this man waiting. What is your favourite Super Bowl in history? history kevin wow um i'm going through the catalog in my mind um you know there was a long stretch where the super bowl was the biggest downer ever you know you would have it for build up for two weeks and then for like 10 or 15 years every game was a blowout and it'd be over by halftime but it's sort of it sort of has changed as uh, more recently the patriots have actually been involved 
I think the average the average uh, difference between the winners and losers in Patriots Super Bowls have been um, like three point seven points. So they they have always been involved in really exciting Super Bowls. And to me, the most exciting moment of any Super Bowl that I've watched actually came with the Patriots uh, a couple years ago when they were down by the to the Falcons twenty eight to three in the second half, came back to force overtime. The only time there's ever been overtime in a Super Bowl, which means sudden death, which means if you score a touchdown, the game's over. Great. And there was extraordinary drama in that yeah. game, uh, just minute by minute. And, and to me, you know, yeah, I know there's some recency bias there. I'm sure that people who are older than me might have a Super Bowl from an earlier time that's favored. But to me, it was seeing the Patriots come back from this unbelievable deficit Force overtime, raise the drama level to mm-hmm. an unprecedented point, and then and then pull it out in the end. Oh, I love I that. I love that. Kevin, I love how you said that. I felt like I was in the game right then. I honestly felt like I was part of it. You know, also, the big thing about the Super Bowl, and Alex, you will love it. Oh, yeah, this is the bit I love. I this, know what you're going to say. This is the bit. The Entertainment. Half, there yeah, you go, yeah. right there, the halftime. Uh, normally what happens is there's huge entertainment, there's so many things going on, which we'll touch on a little bit later. Uh, but there must be... You know, we we were just watching this time lapse of a video how they set up the stage. There must be hundreds of people Thousands. involved in putting the set together. Is yeah. that right? There are, and in fact, I live in Minnesota where the Super Bowl was last year. The so Vikings. I got to see the Vikings were, uh, or the team in Minnesota. They, however, were not did not make the Super Bowl as they'd hoped, but they came close. Uh, and what I found out is the NFL, the NFL basically puts out a request for volunteers and or hourly workers to that live locally to come you know set up those stages and sort of be the the, the that big group of people that are stagehands essentially and roll out the the uh the, the the stage set it up in a short amount of time they practice it over and over and over again get it in position for the performers and then get it off the field and then clean the field off in time for the second half to start so I uh, it, it, I got to see that firsthand. Some of my friends that live in the area volunteered, and it was quite an experience. It reminds me of my theatre and performance class at Leeds University. Putting there you go, exactly like that. Yeah. <laughs> it's very similar. Um, now, I wanted to ask you this. Now, obviously, there's a lot of people in the States who work for local government and what have you who are currently having to... Uh, their, their jobs are on hold. There's nothing happening. So... Literally, no one is going to be working in the states. What's happening in your household? Are you, you're not working on the day, are you? Uh, well, I'll be covering the Super Bowl. Um, my uh, all my my family and friends will be um, will be enjoying it and having uh, various parties, and I'll be locked up in my basement yeah. watching the, the game and writing about it for ESPN.com. Final question. Actually, I've got two final questions for you. One: Who is going to be the Super Bowl MVP, most valuable player? I'm going to throw a curveball. I know everybody wants me to say uh, Tom Brady or maybe Jared Goff, who was the Rams quarterback, or Todd Gurley. I'm going to say it's going to be Aaron Donald, who is the defensive tackle from the Rams, who cannot be blocked, whether you double-team him, triple-team him. He is unstoppable. He might be the best player in the NFL who's not a quarterback. And that's saying something. So I will, I will say he's number 99 on the Rams. I would suggest anybody in the UK who's watching the game and doesn't feel like just watching the quarterback, watch number 99 on the Rams and you will see an outstanding, uh, football player. Kevin, uh, final question. Very simple. You speak, spoken to Alex and I very briefly. Um, who is your MVP out of me and him? I just want to know very quickly. Who do, who do you like? Uh, can more? I, can I give one of you the M, one of you the P, and then split the V down the middle, or do I have to make uh, a pick? No, you have to choose. I'm sorry. 
the rules? Uh, give it's me my me. choices. Thank you. That is so kind of you. Thank you, <laughs> Thanks, Kevin. Kevin, Kevin, thank you so much for tuning in. We really appreciate it. We can't wait for the Super Bowl and good luck to whoever you're rooting for. Kevin Seifert, everyone. Thank you so much. Thanks, Kevin. Thank you, guys. Oh, that got me thinking, Alex, right? Because yes. uh, we <clears throat> have to kind of choose between you or I who is the MVP, most valuable player. Right. Yes, yes, yes. And I know it's me. I'm sorry, it has to be. Well, I don't know what they put your value at to do this podcast, but put it this way, I was allowed two of these chocolate eclairs. Okay, well, you didn't share. Well, I can hold my breath for two minutes, 33 seconds, but you can't do that. No, but I've been going in the business for a lot longer than you. Yeah, that's, but that's because you're a little bit older than me. Like, you, can't do, you can't count age like no, that. No, no. Where did you say you did your training Leeds University that famous drama school in the uh... Leeds University theatre and performance 2-2 thank you very much (laughs) just what the country is crying out for thank goodness for that it's on its knees but don't worry Jamie's got a 2-2 do you think the Germans do you think the Japanese are doing theatre studies hey hey. 2-2 theatre and performance Leeds University people are crying out for thespians like me (laughs) Do you know how hard it was to get in there? <laughs> yeah. And do you know what? I was close to a third, but I didn't get it, Alex. Well, And no. that's why I am MVP, Most Valuable Player. Very good. Let's get on with it. <laughs> okay, right. Also, we want to say a big thank you to all of our listeners. Uh, and the feedback's been great after the first two episodes. Um, I've been reading it because I just love the validation. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> you wrote most of them. I did. I wrote most of them. But thank you so much. Keep commenting. Uh, keep subscribing. Uh, Stacy from Scotland says she loves listening to the show and I beat Jamie in the quiz last week. I also watched the highlights video. Oh, yeah. She also says, Alex, are you ill? <laughs> Imagine if I was. Well, how, how horrible that would be. Or, like, or, no, I mean, the rudest of good health. Thank you, Stacy. Yeah, but do you know what, Alex? You are sick, man. Thank you. There we go. Anyways, someone who calls themselves Chip from Jersey. It's not New Jersey, nothing to do with uh, that. He says, are you planning to take the podcast on the road? Well, well, I'm going to tell you what, Alex, I can't drive. Do you know how many times I've booked my theory test? How many? 48. You're kidding. 48 times. Really? I failed it twice. Alex, 2-2, theatre performance. <laughs> not lying. All right? Where's this country going? <laughs> this is from Will in South London. I heard your episode about the basketball and was lucky enough to go to the NBA game at the O2 between the Knicks and the Wizards. I saw Jamie in the crowd. Whoop, whoop. Great. I wanted to say hi. But he seemed to be looking at his phone most of the time. It wasn't, it was a mirror. But I was lucky enough to meet Michael McIntyre in the toilet. Oh, I feel a bit embarrassed. Do you know why I feel a bit embarrassed? Because I told you I wasn't going to go and I took someone else, didn't I? I'm sorry, Alex. Oh, it's true, you did go. Yeah, I did go. Well, who did you take? I'm sorry, I took someone else. I apologise, I can't... Do you know what, Will from South London? I don't know why you chipped in with that. You could have kept it quiet for a bit. <laughs> uh, look, uh, look, Alex, where were you that night? Were you, were you? I can't be expected with my wife to go to a lovely freebie with lots of food. It and, wasn't and a freebie. It wasn't. Do you know what it was? Sit. Do you know what, what was, was it? I was, I was studying. I was studying because that we, you know, this podcast, head in the game. We got to know about sport. I was yeah. studying about basketball. Yeah, what, what, but you, apparently you had your f- head in your phone the whole time. I had my head in my phone because I was checking out stats. That's what it was. Ask me a question. Ask me anything on basketball. Go. What was she like, this girl you took? No, to that's the, uh... not a question on basketball. Right, okay. Ask me one. Go on, anything. All right, who won? 
It was a draw. <laughs> I'm so glad that that ticket went to such a deserving recipient. Uh, right, this is from Maka. Uh, doesn't say where he's from. Uh, loved the supervan bit last week. The lady with Roger Federer cardboard oh, cutout yeah. was brilliant. She was brilliant. I'd like to put myself forward as a future superfan. Maka, you, you're, you're like yeah. Seal. We don't know your surname. Are you just, are you just called Maka? Is that what it is? Um, I love all sports, especially football, rugby, and chess. Is that a sport? My favourite food is meat. That is... Is that his Facebook profile status? <laughs> I would... If I met someone on Tinder and it said, I like chess and meat, yeah. I probably would swipe left. Well, we know you like meat. Anyway, <laughs> thanks for all your messages. Don't forget, you can leave comments, feedback on your podcast platform and also on our new Facebook group by searching for Head in the Game Podcast and clicking join. You'll also find videos, pictures. There's polls about the podcast on there too. So, in the meantime, let's get back to this week. Oh, I'm jealous. You did that really well. And that's why I'm the MVP. It's much better than me. <clears throat> we'll listen to this. It's now time for... The History of the Super Bowl in 45 Seconds. The NFL was officially formed in 1920, but it wasn't until 47 years later that the Super Bowl began. And even then, it wasn't called the Super Bowl. It was just called the first world championship game, AFL versus NFL. So who were the AFL, you ask? Well, they were a rival league set up in 1960, and something of a thorn in the side of the NFL until they both merged in 1970. When they split into two main conferences, the AFC and the NFC, the champions of each conference played each other in the Super Bowl. It wasn't until the fourth Super Bowl they started calling it the Super Bowl. The name came from Lamar Hunt, the owner of the Kansas City Chiefs, who named it after his son's bouncy ball, the Whammo Super Bowl. 111 million viewers watched it in 2011, making it the most watched television program in American history. The Pittsburgh Steelers have won the most Super Bowls with six championships. The winners are presented with the Vince Lombardi Trophy, named after Coach Vince Lombardi, who led the Green Bay Packers to victory in the first two Super Bowls. Stop the clock! That's the Super Bowl in 45 seconds. Uh, now, Alex, one of my favourite moments of the entire podcast, and apparently... Yes, uh, and indeed, it's the favourite moment of some of our listeners. It is the super fan moment, and we have on the line right now Joseph McAtee. He's from Dallas. He's there at the moment, and he is a huge fan of the LA Rams. Joseph, you there? I am. Thanks for having me, guys. No. Hey, Joseph, stop you right there. Thank you for having us. The sincerity. Like. Uh, Joseph, you're a Rams fan. Here we go, man. Is it a big surprise that your team is in the Super Bowl? If you had asked me a month, three months, six months ago, I'd say no. If you had asked me two years ago, I might have just passed out before I could answer yes. It's been a wild journey as a supporter, but especially given where they were, what, three seasons ago, I think it's pretty spectacular how quickly they've turned things around. And to get it right this year is going to be a pretty uh, fun story to tell when it's in the history books, regardless of what happens in this last game. What happened the night you beat the Saints? What happened? Well, so here, here's... <laughs> Can you remember any of it? Yeah, right, exactly. Um, here's the thing is, I know that when my team plays, that I'm not fun to be around. <laughs> and given how important this game was, I knew that I needed to isolate myself. So uh, I got a cabin on the lake for me and my wife. Oh. And I went out into the middle of nowhere. And after the game... Uh, I went running around in the forest by myself because I knew I wasn't going to be able to contain myself. Oh, so I did the mature, appropriate thing. I put myself far away from other humans, yeah. and uh, I enjoyed it, as uh, I hope other Rams fans did. But it's been a long time since uh, since you've been in the Super Bowl. Can you even remember the last time you were there? 
I do. I was in college. I was a friend. I'm dating myself. No, I was. A, I shouldn't say that. I was a baby. I was a little. I was a wee lad. Um, no, I remember the Super Bowl well. Uh, and then obviously the second one where, um, you know, you had a little bit of controversy, as you guys would say, with yeah. the Patriots and their preparations for the game, which obviously we would just be blunt and call it cheating. So I, I definitely remember those two Super Bowls well, and I think it's fitting that you know, 17 years later, we get a chance to kind of avenge that uh, with the same team that uh, took it away from us back in 01. Joseph, can I just ask you, as an Englishman who only knows about crown green bowls and tennis and cricket, what happened? What was the controversy? Uh, the Patriots actually filmed our practices. And uh, ah. yeah, and so they they had uh, tells on kind of our, our tactics yeah. um, and what we were going to do during the game. Uh, and so we were really surprised as a team when we tried some new stuff that we hadn't shown on tape all season, yeah. and they were completely prepared for it. Oh, uh, it really threw off the entire game plan, and it actually it went to congressional hearings. It, it got really out of hand uh, once the season was over, once we found out about it. And they had, they had penalties they had to pay, to both financial and in terms of draft picks for personnel acquisition. Um, but, yeah, it was a uh, big deal, and I think uh, I, I wouldn't be alone among Rams fans who still has a chip in their shoulder because of it. Here's the greatest irony of all. Uh, two weeks ago, Derby County, a football team who are also known as the Rams, the Rams. That's right. were spied on by Leeds United and lost the match. So how about that? Rams getting rammed again. Well, if it, if it was going to be anybody, it was going to be Leeds. That, that's what as as I, I might not know as much about uh, you know FA football right. as you guys, but good lord, that's uh, that's an interesting <laughs> but, team over the last. But Joseph, years. come on, why the Rams? Why not the Patriots? Why not? Uh, I can't name another team. Why the Rams? To, in terms of supporter, in terms yeah, of yeah, just in terms of why you? Why you? Why oh. have you chosen the Rams? Why growing up did you love them? Yeah, I was born in L.A. Uh, they were a beautiful team to watch on yeah. television, the aesthetic of their uniforms and their helmet. And when I was young, they just had great players, guys like Henry Ellard and Eric Dickerson. And, you know, it, it's it, it's kind of the same for, you know, if you were uh, growing up uh, around the time, you know, when Liverpool or Arsenal with the Invincibles and yeah. you just got attracted to that aesthetic and the way that they played the game. And then you had the storylines and the great players. Oh. That was the team. Now, I will say this, and maybe there's a corollary to Arsenal, that you know, after I began supporting it, the Rams started a big dip in production, and they fell behind in the standings and kind of had a, a period of the dark ages. But you know, they, they had that greatest show on turf period right around the turn of the century, and now we've got an era to get excited about again. It's a fun time to be a Rams fan. Now, look, are, this is the big question. Are you going to be in your cabin in the woods by the lake, or are you going to actually get to the Super Bowl? Yeah, we joked. I, I, like, how do I get more ice? I'm gonna have to go to like Mongolia or something. I don't yeah. know. I don't. I don't know how to get more isolated than <laughs> I was because I'm already more nervous for the Super Bowl than I was for the NFC Championship. Right. I'm gonna be. Yeah, I'm gonna be an emotional wreck. So, um, I don't know. I haven't decided what to do. Joseph, uh, I, I want to get into your psyche very quickly. What <laughs> happens when the Rams lose? What do you do? You, do you break things? Do you run around? What actually happens? See, well, the good thing is, given how bad we were, because we lost every single season from, I think it was 06 until, or no, 04 till 2016. So I got really accustomed to losing. The The problem is now that we're winning, it's almost, I don't know what to do with the winning. The losing, I can compartmentalize and I can deal with it. And there's always, 
you know, because it's the NFL and there's so much parity, it's not like, uh, you know, league football in the Premier League where you've got this structure where the best just get better every single season. The NFL rewards failure. The worst team gets the first pick in the draft. There's a salary cap that makes it, you know, an equitable playing field for personnel acquisition. So, so losing isn't the end of the world because you, and just like the Rams have shown over the last two years, you can fix things very quickly. Mm. Uh, winning, though, that's harder. Winning because winning is so rare, especially for a franchise like the Rams. Winning is so rare. I'd have a much harder time. I might break more stuff if we win than if we lose. Now we're well aware of you know the the the, the elite teams here, your Man City, Liverpool, Man United, <coughs> Watford. But what do you rate your chances? How do you rate your chances uh, against the Patriots? Really good. I mean, the the team has so much talent and so many facets. They've got a you know diverse offense that uh, is as strong in the ground game as it is in the air, uh, and largely that's because of their offensive line, which can protect Jared Goff and allow him to run the passing schemes effectively while you know creating open lanes for, in the running game. They've got a defense spearheaded by Aaron Donald up front, who's maybe my, the best. My favorite player. I, you probably yeah. don't know this, but he's the remaining defensive player of the year. What what position would he play? And would he be a center back? Like, or, or would he be strike? Oh, I, he would be. He would be the whole defense. I think if he played in a football <laughs> team, he would be the, in positions. a soccer team. He'd be the whole defense. <laughs> He's a fantastic talent, and so when you've got somebody like that up front to anchor an attack. As good as he is in the passing and running game, you don't need a ton of talent behind him. The Rams do have a soft spot at the linebacker position, but they're strong in the secondary and they're strong on the uh, around Aaron Donald and Dominican Sue and Michael Brocker. So, the, you know, as good as the Patriots are, uh, I, I like our chances. I think the difficulty is the Rams are a nascent team. They've got this incredibly young coach in Sean McVay who's not even 35 years old. This is only our second winning season in the last 15 years. This is a team on the ascent that's coming into this era of success that has barely been tested. They went 0-1 in the playoffs last year. They just won their first two playoff games for Jared Goff, the quarterback, for Aaron Donald, for Sean McVay this season. The Patriots have been doing this a long, long, long time. So they're used to this kind of pressure. They're used to the scrutiny they're used to a two-week build-up for this game in a way that the rams aren't that might be the one thing that worries me but i think once the game starts and once they get into you know the the rigmarole of actual football yeah. i like our chances kevin do you know what i'm gonna phone the la rams and say you should get the team talk i i've fallen yes. in love with you do you know what i didn't know who to choose i didn't know who to choose between the patriots and the rams i love tom brady i love joseph I love you, sir. <laughs> I'm going to support the Rams. Go, Rams. Hey, uh, Ke- uh, Joseph, we need to find out uh, before you go, what is your team chant, your fan chant? But I don't want you to explain it. I just want you on yep. three to go into it. And I'm going to join you. Here we go. Three, yep. two, one. Whose house? Rams house. <laughs> How about that? I lo- Whose house? Joseph's house. house. We're coming oh, around, baby. <laughs> Open up the log cabin. We're there. Joseph's cabin. <laughs> We're there. Joseph, good luck. Uh, wish you all the luck in the world. Don't break anything. Let us know uh, how you're feeling and good luck on the Super Bowl weekend. Awesome. Thanks, guys. Cheers, Cheers. mate. Bye. God, that was great, wasn't it? Wasn't it great? What a nice guy. You're right. He was lovely. But however, um, we are. We are. We're generous on the podcast because uh, we have another super fan on the line and we have to have a level playing field that's yeah. what it's all about level playing yeah, particularly fields. for the super bowl there we go so we have new england patriots fan patrick morgan patrick are you there 
Yes, I am. Hi, guys. How you doing? I want to know because everyone knows that the Patriots are the ones who continually win every single year. Have you been a Patriots fan forever? Oh my gosh, yeah. Since I was a kid, I mean, I was. I'm actually not from New England. I'm from Iowa, and we don't have any sports teams, professional football teams uh, right. in Iowa. So I, I grew up as a Patriots fan. Uh, before Brady, before Belichick, I like to point that out. But obviously, over the years, it's just become uh, more and more fascinating for me to watch this team evolve. And have you ever been to the Super Bowl live? Oh, no, I haven't. I'd, I'd love to. You guys giving away tickets? Well, tonight, Patrick, <laughs> yeah. we haven't got any tickets. Sorry. Patrick, I'm sending you some tickets via Al, so get ready for them to He's just scribbled them down on a piece of paper. They're not real ones. <laughs> oh, but Patrick, the thing is, why why the Patriots? Why do you love them so much? Um, honestly, I mean, it's, it's, it's sustained excellence. It's dominance. You know, I know there are a lot of people out there who love to cheer for an underdog and, uh, you know, everyone loves that whole David versus Goliath story, but at the same time, but there's, you know, there's something to be said for putting in the time and the effort. Uh, I mean, this is a, a, a complete team, a complete roster, especially if you look at the last two playoff games, you look at the last two weeks of the regular season, um, you know, this was a team that was under a lot of scrutiny. There was a lot of media, you know, a lot of articles, a lot of talking heads sort of saying, is this the end of an era, the end of a dynasty? And, you know, I hate to say it, but that's kind of old tread. That that story has been circulated so many times over the last, you know, three, four, five years plus. And, uh, and each and every year, the team just kind of continues to prove its doubters wrong and prove that, you know, the work that they put in 365 days a year. I mean, I think it's Belichick himself who says no days off. Right. And, uh, you know, you see that when you look at the win column. You see that when, when this team is advancing to its third straight Super Bowl, you know. But it's interesting because uh, the Patriots weren't the favorites. They, were, they shouldn't be in the Super Bowl, according to lots of people, right? Isn't that correct? It is. It is correct. I mean, you know, it was an upset for them to beat the Chiefs at Arrowhead. Uh, a lot of people actually thought they were going to lose the game to the Chargers at home as well, just because those are, you know, arguably two, perhaps two of the best AFC teams uh, this year, just sort of from top to bottom in terms of balance and statistics. The thing is, I mean, you can't discount the Patriots this time of year. Come January, I think it's just one of those situations where, you know, the, the calendar flips and this team just locks in. It gets laser focused. I I actually saw that there's a report that came out today that apparently some fan at, at Arrowhead was uh, shining a laser perhaps in Tom Brady's eyes. But, you know, I mean, I think usually it's Brady who's got the laser eyes just kind of locking onto his, you know, some of those passes that he completed, especially in the fourth quarter to Gronkowski, to Edelman, yeah. very, very clutch throws, just darts that, you know, anyone who sees and makes those kind of plays, you have to think to yourself, is this guy really in decline or does he have a lot left in the tank? And I think the answer is the, the latter option there. So would you say that the GOAT Brady is your favourite Stop player? copying. <laughs> but you don't, you don't, Alex doesn't even it's know a, what the GOAT it's a means. Phrase I've just found out. The greatest of all time, Tom Brady. But what they say is, again, I'm just going on what I've heard, uh, having Brady on the field is like having your, your offence coach or head coach on the field playing with you. I think that's a fair assessment. He's he's been in the league for so long now. I think he's had 17 uh, completely healthy, you know, seasons. Uh, you know, he's been in here for at least 18. I mean, at this point, you know, there's no one else who can kind of. Who, he's seen everything there is to see. Yeah. You know, and I, actually, it kind of leads me to the to the matchup against the Rams, which will be interesting because I mean, obviously, this is a team. Uh, you know, Los Angeles is that's, uh, you know, coached by Sean McVay, who's very young. He's kind of seen as this wunderkind, you know, mastermind, uh, sort of young genius. But, you know, on the defensive side of the ball, Wade Phillips, 
great coordinator for the Rams, but obviously been in the league for a long time. And, and you know, I think that's a matchup that uh, does favor the Patriots heading into the Super Bowl just because, you know, Brady has gone up against Phillips' defenses numerous times before. Uh, he's had success against those defenses. Um, I, you know, I don't want to get ahead of myself, but I, I do feel like, especially after, if they can keep playing the way that they played against the Chargers and the Chiefs, I think they've got a really, really good shot to win the Super Bowl, uh, maybe even a little bit e- more easily than some of the, the previous sort of nail biters that they've had oh, over the last This is confidence, really confident, Patrick. Um, I want to ask you, what are you planning for Sunday? I mean, are you planning on going over? Is that uh, why you, uh, <laughs> what, f- what food setup do you <laughs> have? There? But if you're having, I, you're, you're having a big party, no <laughs> doubt, you're very I, confident. I, I, Yes, well, I, I will. I will say this. My plans as of now is uh, I actually have a friend who, uh, not to make you guys jealous or anything, right. but he has this front um, apartment kind of in Santa Monica, and uh, he's got a pool, a hot tub, all this sort of stuff up on the roof. Uh, he's doing a Super Bowl party. So m- my feeling is, uh, best case scenario, the Patriots win the Super Bowl. I'm elated. I'm you know looking out over the ocean out here oh. and uh, you know, whatever. It sounds like We're- any weekday for Jamie Lang that does. What? He's got he's got he's got something like that in his in his car, haven't you? Got a, I look over the sea. Is that what you're saying? I, I look over the ocean. You look in your back garden, <laughs> Sussex, isn't it? Uh, I say worst case scenario, though, gentlemen. Worst case scenario, you know, if if uh, hell freezes over and you know the Rams beat the Patriots and uh, you know we lose back to back Super Bowls. At the very least, I'm there in a pool in a hot tub and, yeah. you know, surrounded with, with good friends. Right on, That's Patrick. what you call them, is it? Right on. Hey, Patrick, also, uh, we like to ask this as well. Um, and you can't explain it. You have to do it on three. What is your favorite Patriots fan chant? On three. One, two, three. Oh, man. Uh, is, oh, uh, man. Is that oh, it? Oh, man. Oh, you know, man. Oh, Are you yeah. saying old man? Is that <laughs> old man? Old man. Um, gosh, I, I, that's such a tough question, guys. I, 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 I can I, make one up for you if you want. Yeah, could you? Oh, easy peasy. I love the, the Patriots. I love them good. I love the Patriots, and I love them good. I like it. I'm gonna. You know what it is? I'm gonna. I'm gonna. I'm gonna remember that. And uh, come Super Bowl Sunday, I'm gonna see if I can get everyone chanting that out here in California. And hopefully, you guys will be able to hear it all the way on the other side of the globe. I'm in a hot tub, drinking some beer, watching the Patriots. You got body cheer. I think Alex is now just singing his thoughts. I apologize, um, Patrick Morgan. Thank you so much. Good luck to you, sir, on the weekend. I wish you all the best, Brady. 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 Thank you so much, Sherman. I appreciate your time, and thanks for having me on the show. Good luck, Patrick. Thank you. Goodbye. ESPN, head in the game. Now, let's speak to someone who really could lay claim to being the UK's most avid female NFL fan, Liz Bandari, and she runs NFLGirlUK.com. Hello there, Liz. Hi. How's it going? Yeah, good, thanks. Now, is that right, what I just said? Can you lay claim to being the UK's foremost female NFL fan? Um, I would say w- one of, definitely. Um, there's quite a couple of us girls who oh, are confident talking about NFL, which is fantastic. So, right. yeah, I'd, I'd say you're definitely right there. But, but Liz, I want to know, what attracted you to the NFL? So, um, I'm from Warrington, which is a rugby league town. Oh, yeah. And at the time of, of us being a rugby league fan, my team, a lot of the players would re- re- retired. And at that stage, I'd just met my now husband. Um, he was watching the NFL at his house and 
there's quite a couple of like similarities in a way um and yeah that basically attracted it to me really so yeah and absolutely obviously clearly i'm obsessed with it now <laughs> but you, you live in warrington still or no i'm in manchester now oh okay but you're you're i mean you're you're in britain i mean how often do you get to see an nfl game uh, last year, I, w- well, went to all four games, or three games even, so oh, yeah. um, season ticket order for the first time. Up until kind of before that, I'd just been going like once a year for the past four. Right. Cause obviously, it's quite hard. It's expensive to, you know, come up for the full weekend because you want to make the most of it when you're there. So, sure. Liz, how popular do you think the NFL is in the UK? I mean, we sell out Wembley every single time, so it's it's definitely got a market, and I think it's growing. When I was first found about four or five years ago now, you could go, you know, around your workplace or whatever, and there'd just be a very small, tiny, if any, kind of fan base. Whereas nowadays, it's a lot more open to fans now, and, you know, it grows and grows every single year. So I think it's amazing, and how, you know, how lucky we are to get games here in the UK. So, yeah, definitely, it's growing. Absolutely. And turning to the Super Bowl... You yes. know, the average Super Bowl night for you. What do, do you do? You have a party. Do you have people who will turn up? Brits who yeah, will understand yes. how important it is. Yeah, definitely. So um, this year, for the first time, we are hosting our own Super Bowl party at oh, the, uh, the apartment. So I'm very excited. Thank you for around. the invite. <laughs> I'd love to. What time do you want me? Yeah, that is. Whatever you want, guys. You just rock up. It's fine. <laughs> oh, I'll be there tomorrow. <laughs> got my yeah, bags packed. <laughs> But yeah, so we've got quite a few friends coming around. We're gonna um, cook loads of American style food oh, and lovely. yeah, it'll Snacks. be a really really good night. Cheesy balls. But this is the yeah. thing, Liz. Liz, you know, um, you know, the game it finishes late for UK viewers. Yeah. Uh, why? Why should I, as a UK, you know, as someone in the UK, why should I stay up and watch the Super Bowl? Sell it to me. So, I would say it's different to kind of any other sporting occasion. It's part sport, part entertainment, which is very, very different to most English sports and events. Um, You class it more of like a spectacle. There's a lot of hype around it. And the NFL really, really know how to market an event. For them and for us, really, it's it's a bit like a holiday in a way. So like Thanksgiving and Halloween are huge in America. It's like a really, really big thing that everybody there goes to. It's something that everybody watches together, um, you know, friends and family. Whereas like... Here, obviously, it's slightly different. Um, and the main reason why I think people should watch it, people should stay up and people should care, is because it is so entertaining. Yeah. There's always great action in it. And, you know, I think it's, the two teams that are in the final, it's going to be absolutely incredible. So, yeah, I think yeah. definitely stay up for it. To, I think you'll to become be fair, a fan. To be fair, Jamie, he can't stop. Like, he doesn't have much to get up for the next day. He <laughs> might have someone draw him a bath round about uh, midday. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Do you pull a sickie the next day? I mean, no, those of us who actually have to go to work. <laughs> I've actually got it booked off. Oh, um, and I have done for the past few years now. So whether that's a good thing or a that's, sad thing, I don't know. <laughs> Liz, we are similar. We are, My day is booked off as well. It, it is. <laughs> we, surprise. Are, we are so similar. So I agree with you, Liz. You know, I think you've turned me. It's true. It's a great spectacle. It's an amazing event. Um, it happens... You know, once a year, it's just incredible how everyone kind of comes together. It's this huge uh, kind of tournament that is not seen anywhere else. And that's why everyone should tune in and check it out, right? Yeah, definitely. And as well, like here in the UK, obviously, there's so many different trophies that you'd go through in a season. Whereas with the NFL, there is one trophy at the end of the whole season and that's it. So, yeah. It's, it's, I'd say it's very different in that sense, so and, you know, and it's all decided by the final game. Okay, Liz, and one more question. Who are Go you on. rooting for? Um, 
anyone but Patriots, basically. So yeah, what? I'm going for I'm going for the Rams. Uh-huh. <laughs> okay, I'm with you. That's Alex. You know, Alex Good Lowe. Choice. Alex Lowe loves the Patriots. He has Tom oh, Brady no. poster all love over it. his walls. And I tell you something. It. Can I just say I've actually been to the Super Bowl. Have oh, you? nice. Yes, it was in North Harrods. A ten pin. A ten pin one. It's with, with an arcade attached, but it's not the real Super Bowl. No. Hire the shoes. Enough. Liz, this is what I have to deal with every day. Uh, Liz, uh, thank you so much. Go and check out her website, nflgirluk.com. Uh, good luck, uh, on the weekend. Have the most amazing time. Thank you for the invite. I will be there with little sausages ready and waiting. Wow, okay. Uh, uh, Liz, Liz, thank you so much. All thank right, you. see you soon. We'll bring our little sausages. See you then. <laughs> Bye-bye. Bye. So, Alex, as I was saying earlier, the Super Bowl isn't just a big sports event. It is a real showbiz extravaganza. Oh, yes. Particularly the halftime entertainment, okay, which is a major part of the experience. Uh, so I have a little surprise for you, a little present, because uh, we're going to speak to entertainment reporter for Associated Press, Jonathan Landrum, who is in LA, Los Angeles, right now. Jonathan, are you there? Hey, how's it going? Yeah, great, thanks. Hi, Jonathan, it's Alex Lowe here. Um, yeah, I wanted to ask, how big is the halftime entertainment in the Super Bowl, and has it become almost as important as the game itself? It has. I mean, if you look over the recent years, when you've had Beyonce, when you've had Justin Timberlake, Bruno Mars, it's become this really big spectacle, almost as big as the game. For some people, even bigger. Uh, you mentioned the likes of Beyonce and people like that. There have been some really memorable moments uh, in halftime performances in recent years. What sticks out for you? You know, I was speaking to some of my friends. They can't even remember who played in that Super Bowl. But they remember that Beyonce performed and that she put on a tremendous show. Uh, Jonathan, even the singing of the U.S. National Anthem gains huge attention, doesn't it? Uh, Whitney Houston's performance of the Stars and Stripes is, of course, iconic. Uh, Can you tell me who's singing National Anthem this year? It will be the great Gladys Knight. She returns home. She's originally from Atlanta. She will be performing this year. The TV audience must be huge. What sort of numbers are we talking about this year? Hey, listen, it's about 115 million in the U.S. and 150 million globally. This game is made. How long does the halftime show go on for? And does all the entertainment happen during that period? You know, typically for a regular NFL game, halftime usually runs about 12 minutes. But for the Super Bowl, it balloons up to 30, 35 minutes. And a lot of times the actual musical performance is around 15 minutes. The, the time is added on along with the commercials and the other theatrics associated with the halftime show. So altogether, it could go about a half an hour. Okay, I need to find out who is going to be performing this year. This year is Maroon 5, Travis Scott, and Big Boy of Outcast. Uh No disrespect to Maroon 5, but isn't that a bit of a step down from the likes of, uh, you know, like Justin Timberlake, Lady Gaga, and uh, Beyonce, who you, who you mentioned before? Well, it, it depends on who you ask. You know, compared to Beyonce, I'm not sure too many people measure up to her in her performance, the way that she does perform. Her performance was probably one of the most epic halftime shows ever. So, of course, Maroon 5 is a tremendously great band. Big Boy, he's one of the greatest rappers of all time, and he comes from one of the greatest rap groups of all time. And on top of that, he's from Atlanta. So he's going to give that Atlanta vibe for the halftime show. 
Also, isn't it true that Pink and Rihanna turned down the chance to be a part of the action this year? I mean, who? Why did they do that? Here's the thing with Pink and Rihanna. The reports have said that they have turned it down only because of Colin Kaepernick in support of him. But that's only been reported. Nothing has been confirmed. Also, what about TV commercials? Because they must be an absolute fortune during the event. Fifteen seconds, thirty seconds, no more than a minute. It's going to cost you. You can spend up to around five million dollars to have your commercial appear during the Super Bowl. It can cost a lot, but it could pay off in the long run if your commercial stands out. Which brands are expected to flaunt their wares this year? Pepsi to Olay to Budweiser, Kia, and you know what? Another is avocados from Mexico, which, by the way, has appeared in commercials during the Super Bowl for, if I'm not mistaken, the past five or six years. Jonathan, go and tell me what is like a typical Super Bowl for you? It's the whole week. It's the whole week. Nothing but events, musical performances, concert shows. It's going to be a very, very busy week. Um, you're going to have a lot of the top acts there performing. Bruno Mars, uh, Jermaine Dupree who was put it on the Super Bowl live at Centennial Park in downtown Atlanta, which is nearby the Mercedes-Benz Stadium where the Super Bowl is going to be played. And also you have the NFL gospel celebration. That is an annual thing that, um, that the NFL does as well. I will actually be there at the Super Bowl covering the national anthem um, when Gladys Knight performs. And I will also be there during the halftime show as well. So I'll, I'll be at the game. Jonathan, thank you so much. Enjoy the game and everything that goes with it. Annoyed that we can't be there, Alex. That would yes, be amazing. Yes, absolutely. Uh, thanks for joining us from Los Angeles. Thanks so much, Jonathan. Thank you very much. Right, so it's almost time to go, but we couldn't leave you without having a go at the quick fire quiz. Yes, it's the Head in the Game quiz. Alex and Jamie, are you ready? Oh, yes. you betcha. Here we go, round one. True or false? After the Miami Dolphins won Super Bowl VII in 1973, the Dolphins coach had his wallet stolen as he was carried by the crowd in celebration of the win. Uh, true. Oh, you copied me. Yeah, true. False. Oh. He had his Rolex stolen. Oh. In 1987, after the end of Super Bowl XXI, Phil McConkie, the New York Giants wide receiver, found a gun on the pitch. True. False. True, it fell out of a cop's holster during a scuffle with a fan. During the 95-96 season, the Super Bowl 30 website was blocked by some servers because it had triple X in the title. Definitely true. True. It is true. And finally, number four, Elon Musk tried to buy the Super Bowl name from the NFL in 2014. False. False. It is false. Round two, NFL player or superhero alter ego? Oh, I like this. Buck Buchanan. Real. Yeah, NFL player. True. Super Bowl four champion with the Kansas City Chiefs. Bucky Barnes. (laughs) True. Alter ego. (laughs) It's Captain America's sidekick and alter ego of the Winter Soldier. Sorry. Johnny Storm. Uh, Alter Ego. Yeah, and hold on. Yeah, that's false. That's a a superhero. Alter Ego of the Human Torch. Storm Johnson. A real one. Real one. (laughs) NFL player. It's NFL player. Played for the Dolphins, the Buccaneers and the Jaguars. Andre Reid. Well, it's so normal. It's got to be... Come on, guys. Hurry up. That's all right. Alter Ego. True. Played in four Super Bowls. And finally, Reid Richards. That's false. Alter Ego. Alter Ego. It's Mr. Fantastic from the Fantastic Four's Alter Ego. You are both right. Yes, I won. I won. Finally, round three. Multiple choice. Approximately how many Americans call in sick the day after the Super Bowl on Super Sick Monday? 
Is it A, 1 million, B, 5 million, C, 14 million? C, it's got to be 14 million. It's got to be 14 Correct, you're both right. Question two. Which perk do both sets of players enjoy in the week leading up to the game? A, the use of a luxury car. B, made to measure suits in the style of the American flag. Or C, they get to record their own song. That's an average week for Jamie here. (laughs) I would say uh, C. I'm going to go B. It's A, the use of a luxury car. Question number three. Which animal does not make an annual prediction for the Super Bowl results? Is it A, a camel, B, a hippo, or C, a penguin? A penguin. Oh, it's got to be a camel. It's penguin. And finally, question four. Which fast food snack sees sales rocket up to 1.3 billion units on Super Bowl Sunday in the US? A, chicken wings, B, pizza, C, hot dogs. You're gonna go. You're gonna go. Hot dogs. Aren't I'm going you? chicken wings. Yes, yeah, chicken wings. It is chicken wings. And after overtime, Alex is the winner with 37 <sighs> points to 31. Every Just week, guessed everything. Jamie, you leave with nothing. Oh. Alex, that's all we got time for, buddy. Oh, we're just getting going, weren't uh, we? However, you can watch the highlights of the Super Bowl on the ESPN app. And listen, please subscribe to the podcast if you haven't already, and give us a stunning review. Go on, you know you want to. Join us next week when we'll be focusing on eSports. Until then, keep your head well and truly in the game. ESPN, head in the game. Do you know what, Alex? I am. Mm. Um, I said at the beginning that you were my otter. Oh. Yes. Do you just hit the microphone? Sorry, yes, yes. Why are, you, why are you hitting things? Hurry up. Okay, well, I was going to say, and it was not... I, you're not my otter. Right. What you, am I? You're my penguin. Why is that? Well, penguins, what they do when they find their favourite partner, they present them with their favourite pebble and they keep that for life. And I feel like... Is that right? Yeah, I feel like... I just feel like I'm your pebble and you're my penguin. Look, I don't have a pebble, but... Um, no. I've got... Hold on... What's that? It's a ring. Oh, thanks, mate. Mm. Can I actually have it back? Because yeah, I quite like that. Thanks, mate. Cheers, mate.